How long have we yeah. been doing this? <laughs> a while. Do you think we'll have to split it up into two? Do you um, think that might be better? I mean, may- honestly, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is fine. This might be a two-parter. Um, if it <laughs> if it maybe. arrives in two parts, you know what happened. <laughs> and if it doesn't, You'll it's just a really long episode. <laughs> just like a five-hour episode oh gosh (laughs) oh dear welcome to mad lib news thanks for joining us my name is kayla and i'm sarah uh if you're joining us for the first time uh during this podcast we let's see we look at certain news topics and we rant about the ones that make us angry. Um, at the end of our rant session, we'll take key terms from those news topics and we actually put them into a real Mad Lib. Woohoo! Um, yeah, so for today's episode, what we've kind of got going on, just to give a little preview, um, we're going to go through the top news stories of the last couple weeks because um, it's been a couple weeks since we've we've talked about anything uh so we've got some ground to cover but then after that we're going to go through the um <laughs> through the dnc and the rnc so uh we've we've got quite quite the episode here kayla we do it's gonna be a big one i feel <laughs> it's gonna be a, yeah it's gonna be a big one yay <laughs> <laughs> so just to dive dive on in what i kind of did was i went through um and you know, picked up exactly where we left off. Uh, this is a little different format from our our first official episode, which was technically episode two. But what we did for that one was we just uh, we picked uh, a couple news stories each and went through them. What we're going to try to do this time is go through quite a few more of the top news stories of the last couple weeks, um, but spend a little less time on them and and just kind of give our reactions to it. So. Some of these are just going to be some simple statements. This is a fact, this happened. We don't have much of a reaction. Uh, other ones, we might be a little more um, <clears throat> uh, emotional about, but with that, let's just go ahead and get it rolling. Um, so one of the main, like one of the biggest news stories that happened uh, quite literally after we recorded our our last podcast was the death of Robert Trump at age 71. And so it's kind of a, a cringy, cringy thing to acknowledge. But um, one thing that people on the internet kind of took to was to use the hashtag wrong Trump. Oof. I know, I know. So that's kind of hard to skirt around. Because uh, I get the emotion where that comes from. But like, that's that very is, brutal. That's pretty bold. That's a pretty bold statement. Um, and to have it to have it become a viral hashtag. Ouch. So, anyways, that happened though. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> moving right along. Um, so the Sturgis, I don't oh gosh, I didn't look up how to pronounce that, but I'm assuming it's Sturgis. Sturgis. Uh, yeah. motorcycle rally in South Dakota. Kayla, did you hear much about that? I haven't heard anything about that other than what you have told me so far. <laughs> so, so it was it was something that had kind of caught my eye just because they were moving forward with this. I mean, there's no other it's way to put it. Thing, right? It, it, yeah, it's an annual event and it's fucking huge. Uh-huh. Um, 
So it's estimated that about 350,000 people attended this year. There was not a lot of mask wearing. If you look at footage from the event, you can see that some people are. So it's not, it's not just a crowd of coronavirus uh, deniers, but it is wild to me that 350,000 people decided in the midst of a global pandemic where in our country alone, 180 plus thousand people have died that they are going to come to this event um, and put themselves and other people at risk. Oh, man. So that ended the last day, uh, I believe, was on the 16th. It started on the 7th. Um, On the opening day of the rally, South Dakota had roughly 9,000 COVID-19 cases according to their health department. Um, By August 26th, which is uh, at the time of our recording this, four days ago. So by by August 26th, positive cases um, had gone from 9,000 before the event to 11,500. Oh, yeah. That's not good. You can't track all of those to the rally, Mm -hmm. but... I don't know. It seems pretty indicative that you have this giant event and then all of a sudden 2,500 cases pop up over the course of just a few weeks. Well, I don't really understand why they decided to have it at all, honestly. Like, just wait a year, man. You know? Like, I don't... Like, I've canceled vacations this summer. Uh, I moved my wedding. Yeah, you moved your wedding, which is... A pretty huge life event. Like I just, I don't understand people being like, like uh, yeah, this motorcycle rally is the hill I'm going to die on, right? Like the hill that I'm going to make other people die on potentially, right? Right. So, uh, I, understand. I mean, at least a hundred cases um, are believed to be linked and traceable to the to the event. So that's in pretty stark contrast to the overall rise in case activity in the state. So uh, the the tracing that we've been doing in the United States is just non-existent in a lot of areas and just really sad in others. Like there's no real mm-hmm. contact tracing. We don't know what's happening. We're not keeping tabs on who... It, who is well, actually think, doing the spreading I think people are trying like I know the CDC had like some job openings to like get more people to be contact tracers mm-hmm. um but even if like actual organizations are trying to contact trace I'm sure the resources to do that efficiently and fully just aren't there right yeah. you know so, I, I mean, whether it's ineffectiveness or, or that we're just blatantly not doing a good job of it, um, either way, like contact tracing just isn't happening. So they think, uh, they think they can trace about 100 of these cases back to the rally. But if you look at the numbers overall in the state, it really seems like there's more going on. Um, not to mention that um, some of the linked cases are in other states because people travel from all over the country to go to this. So yeah. that's just awesome. The one thing that I really wanted to note here because it is just the ever expanding narrative um, 
that you and I both really, really love. Uh, and I say that with the utmost sarcasm. Yeah. But um, Republican Governor Christy Noem? Nem? Noem? I don't know how to pronounce that. N O E M, because fuck you, Christy, for this statement. Quote, this, it kills me, honestly. This is her quote. We are not and will not be the subjects of an elite class of so-called experts. And this is a tweet from her on August 25th. Yeah. The people are the government. No, no, you're not. You're no. government because you're a governor. But no, people are not. We have voting power. We have the ability to get candidates in there. But we are not the experts. We hire experts to do the things and speak about the things that we don't know enough about to do ourselves. And I, I just I don't know what is happening in our country. I don't. Is this a worldwide problem where people just want to shit on experts all the time? I, I know it's a very American problem. I think, I mean, I don't know very much about other countries, but like, if you look at how other countries have handled this virus, they have listened to the experts, right? It's just our country that is just like, um, no, it's elitist to listen to experts, which a part of me thinks they're trying to appeal to blue collar workers. Mm -hmm. Is that the right term? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like, it's like, I don't know. I come from a family of blue collar workers, you know, like, right. and I feel like they listen to the experts. I, I, it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of it's the same thing. It seems taken from the same leaf or vein. I don't know what expression I'm going from here, but it seems very in line with the same logic of like, oh, you just went to college and became a liberal or whatever. It's like, yes. oh, yes. you mean I went and got an education and decided that some of the things that I thought before were actually wrong because I listened to people who know more than me? Exactly. Yeah. I think that, I think that's where it stems from, right? I... <sighs> Or it's the same, it's kind of the same idea that yeah, they're trying it's, to. It's similar. There's there's definitely some very strong similarities there. We should be listening to experts because people can know more than we do, and that's okay. Yes. Um, I don't know who needs to hear that, but if you weren't told repeatedly that <laughs> that other people knowing more than you does not devalue you as a human or mm -hmm. devalue what you know more about. Like you can know more about something than somebody else, but like there are going to be a ton of other subjects that countless other people are going to know more about than you. Like Absolutely. That's just common sense. Yeah. Anyways, so that's kind of the wrap up on that one. Um I'm going to try not to curse as much from from here on out cuz that was that was a pretty bold statement. But like who tweets that? Who says that? And the thing is, like, we elect officials to make big decisions that we can't make ourselves in a way, yeah. right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't think this Christie should have been elected <laughs> just based no. on that statement. I, I know um, nothing else about her, uh, but yikes. Just, no, just that, just making that your narrative, just kind of, I don't know, in my opinion, kind of discredits 
I don't, I don't understand how we're equating experts with elitism. Yeah. It just um, doesn't, I and, guess, cause I don't know. Experts know, are more college educated and they've always loved to say people who are college educated, uh, are elitist, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't make know. any sense. Um, it doesn't make any sense. We, yeah, we, we talked about this last time with the, um, was it Idaho? The, yeah. It was Idaho. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the education uh, system and they wanted to, <laughs> anyways, we t- we've already talked about this. I have a feeling this is going to become a theme um, mm-hmm. because I'm already seeing, and maybe it's just because like I opened my eyes to it and now I see it everywhere, but alas, <laughs> we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I have not received this, and I say that because I am in North Carolina. Yeah. However, uh, apparently it was a big news story that voters in North Carolina have received absentee ballot request forms in the mail with Trump's face on them. Yikes. Uh, and the quote, are you going to let the Democrats silence you? Act now to stand with President Trump. Oh, my God. That just screams propaganda, doesn't it? Like <laughs> This feels... Oh gosh, it's gross. Um, And and it feels wildly inappropriate. Um, If you look this up, you can see a picture of the the absentee ballot request form along with, um, (sighs) there was definitely an article about this on CNN, so you can look it up there. But if you see the picture of one of these absentee ballot forms with with this quote and President Trump's face right next to it, it, it feels inappropriate. I don't, it's just my opinion. I don't know if this is a policy in place, but it feels wildly inappropriate to send out a form that goes along with voting that is so explicit in messaging in this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also just misleading. Like, I feel like the Democrat mm-hmm. stance this year has been go out and vote. You right. know, yeah, like I don't understand. Yeah, the 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 messaging well, around the messaging but, around voting from the Republican side has has been pretty confusing, actually, and I'm surprised that they've let it go on as long as it has, um, because I I feel like it would almost discourage their own party from from being able to vote because it's been so confusing. Yeah. Um, well. Isn't your state, isn't North Carolina a red state? It's a swing state, actually. So. It's a swing state. Oh. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. Hmm. That's odd. So, uh, <laughs> there is irony here. Because um, he's been against uh, mail-in voting, hasn't he? Exactly. No, sorry. Uh, On the face of it, you would think that like he's doing the exact opposite of what he's saying, um, which isn't in and of itself surprising because he's probably got dementia. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, wasn't that a discussion like at the beginning of his presidency? Like people were legitimately concerned that he has dementia. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. But wasn't it recently that he was bragging about passing like a very basic cognitive function <laughs> test? And people were like, dude, stop <laughs> bragging about that. Like, it's not impressive. <laughs> right. 
So yeah, Trump and Trump's minions are, are kind of repeating over and over that absentee voting and mail-in voting are different. They are they're not. not. Um, but this is what, let's see, the Deputy National Press Sec- Secretary, uh, Thea McDonald, said, had to say about that. Um, so President Trump has consistently and rightly, quote unquote, um, this is a quote, so I'm, this is not me saying this. So <laughs> to start this over, quote, President Trump has consistently and rightly said that where a voter cannot make it to the polls, they should request an absentee ballot. The president has also correctly distinguished between chaos-ridden universal mail-in voting systems, like the one that led to California's train wreck primary, and traditional absentee mail voting systems, like the tried-and-true system in North Carolina, a distinction Democrats and many in the mainstream media purposely ignore to sow confusion. What? <laughs> it's a pretty like, big, why? <laughs> it's a pretty big quote, but essentially she's just trying to further misconstrue the idea that mail-in voting and absentee voting are different. In the states that allow broad use of mail ballots, there are no distinction, there, there is no distinction in how a voter requests absentee ballots and other types of mail ballots. Uh, Trump might not like the policy of sending out ballots to all registered voters, but it is wrong to suggest that ballots cast that way are different from absentee ballots or that they aren't subject to the same scrutiny. So they're saying over and over and over again that these two systems are different. They're not different. They're the same system. It's just being applied in a different way because we're sending it to more people than we ever have before. Okay. So how is being misleading about this beneficial to them? I don't know um, because I mean, like I, yeah, like I just said, like it seems like it would be detrimental to, to the Republican party as well, because if you have less people vote overall, because they're confused about the system, uh-huh. then, okay, okay, okay. I think actually, no, this is where we get into the, oh, where they can choose who they want to vote, like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like they send, if they only send absentee votes to people who they think are going to vote red and don't send them to people that they think are going to vote blue and still say voting by mail is is fraudulent or whatever. Well, I think ultimately what, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not sure um, if they have the ability to discern that way on the front end, Um, maybe, Mm -hmm. but I think I mean, there are serious allegations there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what Trump is actually doing um, and what, you know, other people are, are pointing out about his kind of plan, I guess, if he actually has one, is that he's already planting the seed of doubt on the legitimacy mm-hmm. of the outcome. I see, I see. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is less about confusing people on the front end of, of how to vote and more about if the outcome is not what he wants, he can then point fingers and say, well, it was because the system was screwed up. Mm, I it see, was I because see. of mail-in voting that I didn't get reelected. Oh, I'll be ready to blame somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, does he then have the ability to truly fight the outcome of that in a way that would result in flipping that outcome for him. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. 
I, yeah, that's, that's where things get like really tricky. Um, it's nasty. It's just a nasty <laughs> topic. Dude, just like take your loss and like go away. <laughs> <laughs> but like, case in point, it's the same system. The post office has said that they can handle this. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going to cast an absentee slash mail-in ballot, because they're the same thing. Um, yeah. If you're going to do that, uh, do it early. And if your state has the ability to track your vote, um, be sure you find out how to do that um, and and follow up. Uh, so please vote. Vote early if you can. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's just like, <laughs> that's the message we got to go with because like we can't really fight any of the the lies that he's telling about this because that's that's what it is they're lying they're just they're lying, lying which this entire administration has just been full of lies like and that track. giant lie <laughs> it's been a huge lie like I honestly and it's just like even lies that just don't really make sense you right. know some are like some are inconsequential and others are very consequential <laughs> yeah yeah um, anyway, we better we better yeah. move on. <laughs> um, okay, so this one's just a headline, but uh, seems hopeful. Scientists see signs of lasting immunity to COVID nineteen even after mild infections. So oh, that's good. Well, yeah, which that that seems like a positive thing. <laughs> yes. The next story is uh, not, the, so <laughs> not, not as good. Uh, the Trump administration finalizes plan to open Arctic refuge to drilling overturning six decades of protections for oh the largest God. remaining stretch of wilderness mm-hmm. in the United States. No, stop. Leave Alaska alone. Like, stop it. Stop um, drilling. Stop like, drilling. We need to get, we need to switch to green energy. Do you, like, like do you remember growing up? It seemed like, it seemed like, like every couple months or like every year or so there was like another mm-hmm. oil spill. Yes. Yes, like right. That and went on for like, like a stretch of time, and every time I was like, "Why do they? Why do they keep doing this? Why do they? Why do they keep doing this?" Um, because money, I guess. Because money, yeah. Because money. Um, but stop! Like, we need to switch away <laughs> from coal and oil. Like, just stop. <laughs> it makes me so angry, Sarah. Like, that's that's truly one of like, aside from just being a absolute um, horrific human being, uh, mm-hmm. what he's doing for the environment and our efforts for uh to prevent climate change or to reverse climate change or to stop furthering climate change um everything is done to keep us from moving in the right direction on the front of the environment is truly like one of the most enraging things i find about really is and all of the oh my gosh the people that he's appointed to be at the epa who are oil and coal lobbyists i believe yeah um, that's not fishy at all that's not that's not fishy <laughs> a conflict um, of interest or anything yeah all of the things he's done to repeal environmental protection laws sarah i could have like an entire three-hour rant over all of this well maybe it's just that we just like so pointed angry. out that it's awful and just move on okay yes let's actually get into the meat of today's podcast right is that was that the last article? That was not. No, I'm sorry. I like. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so August 18th is actually when the DNC began, which is wild because you know we we had just like two full weeks of of wait did it begin on the 18th or the 17th? 
Uh, I think it began in, began beginning. I think it began on the 17th. Okay. I, I looked it up very recently. So yeah, we had two full weeks of all of that and we'll, we'll get to that soon. Um, we'll try <laughs> to breeze a little faster through the, to, yes. uh, through these other ones. But so starting on that timeline, the, the Senate Intelligence Committee found in the final report of its Russia probe that Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered the 2016 hack of uh, the Democratic Party accounts and the release of emails intended to harm Hillary Clinton's campaign, but found no evidence that President Donald Trump colluded with Moscow. Yikes. Yikes. Um, so that's pretty, that's pretty prominent. And this information was released during the week of the DNC, which some people raise their eyebrows at and think that this is now a, a political strategy. And I'm not saying that there's nothing to that. But if we look at just the topic in and of itself, what do you do with that information, Kayla? I mean, I feel like I can't do very much with that information <laughs> other than like curl up into a ball and just like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh my gosh. It's, yeah, that's, pr it's pretty wild. Uh, you can read about like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are articles all over the place. The one that I looked at was on Bloomberg. And part of the quote that really stuck with me was that, or part, this is a quote written in the report, um, mm -hmm. was that Moscow's intent was to harm the Clinton campaign, tarnish an expected Clinton presidential administration, help the Trump campaign after Trump became the presum presumptive Republican nominee, and undermine the U.S. democratic process. And um, for all intents and purposes, they succeeded. So, so that's that. Like that happened. <laughs> yep. I don't know if there's very much. There's not to do. anything we can do about it now, except hopefully prevent this from happening in the future. But like that's pretty messed up. That is very messed up. Like, leave us alone, Putin. Putin. <laughs> <laughs> leave us alone, Poutine. <laughs> I don't know why I just said, leave us alone, Vladdy. <laughs> uh, oh, so, my God. Yeah. Um, other things that happened were the Postmaster General uh suspended the changes to the post office to avoid any impact on election mail. And I would like to revise that to say he suspended it to avoid lawsuits uh, that were rolling in from the states across the country. Um, so <laughs> it's funny, like he thought he could do all this stuff and get away with it and then received some consequences for his actions and was like, oh, yeah, no, um, I, I just I just want to avoid any impact on election mail. So I'm, I'm just going to, you know, suspend these changes. It's like, OK, but you're not in the pocket of the president at all. So that's fine. Le <laughs> on a different oh. note, LeBron James and the Lakers wore mock MAGA hats um, that said, make America arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor with a great again crossed out on them <laughs> yeah, that's and great that yeah that pretty much much makes my life so some good news there yeah mm. that's good news I want one of those hats <laughs> I would yeah absolutely give me one too 
Trump addressing far-right QAnon conspiracy offers praise for its followers. Of course he does. Of course he does. Of course he does. (laughs) I'm not Um, surprised. I mean, just to give a little snippet in on that, a a Biden spokesman, uh, Andrew Bates, quoted, after calling neo-Nazis and white supremacists in Charlottesville fine people and tear-gassing peaceful protesters following the murder of George Floyd, Donald Trump just sought to legitimize a conspiracy theory that the FBI has identified as a domestic terrorism threat. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't just sum up this entire America in a nutshell at the moment. Um <laughs> So here's a story that caught me really off guard, and I want to know if you've heard about this one. Um, So Donald Trump wanted to, and maybe did, um, pardon Susan B. Anthony. What? So I don't, like, I. this is like... Like He knows she's not around anymore, right? Yeah, so (laughs) there's a specific name for pardoning somebody who's already dead, I think. Like a posthumous... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's exactly it. But this has to be just like a misguided publicity stunt. What I really loved about it was that the Susan B. Anthony Museum rejected his pardon of her. <laughs> They're like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, we're good. Actually, um, it, it was it was interesting to read about. They They basically said like this this delegitimizes what she fought for and she would not have wanted this yeah so it kind of like um diminishes like any amount of suffering you know know but any amount of like work right that she's done exactly headline steve bannon is charged with fraud in the we build the wall campaign Oh, I heard about that a little bit. Was it a wasn't it a private um, fundraiser or something to help build the stupid the stupid the wall? Stupid wall, yeah. It was like uh, GoFundMe, I think. <laughs> he took money from it though, right? Yeah, yeah. His own like, that's the not, that's the trick anyway. Right. It like I don't think it was directly. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was in the form of like paying for flights for him and his family um, to like lavish places and. Um, you know, paying like paying for paying for things along the way. Um, so I don't think he was like direct depositing the money, but like it was being used as his own money, as if it were his own money. Um, and I don't think he was the only one in on that, but I'm I'm a little shaky on those details. So we'll we'll move along. I.e., Steve Bannon is a, a freaking a horrible person. He's a bad he's dude. Like yeah. he is a, a real life villain. He is. What was it? Was it SNL that portrayed him as just like the Grim Reaper? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I need to see that. (laughs) Anyway. So. Uh, Yeah. For the next one, a judge rules that Trump must turn over tax returns to New York prosecutors. Within just a few hours of that ruling, Trump's lawyers filed an emergency motion appealing the decision and asking for a freeze on the case. Um, no, give us the tax returns. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty significant that the judge ruled that he must turn over his tax returns. So I am a little hopeful that like this fight will continue. Um, yeah. But like, I think I think you always kind of have the ability to to file that kind of emergency 
emergency motion to to appeal um either way like you're hiding something you know yeah like oh if yeah you, if, if you were if hiding this is, <laughs> if this is what it's come to court. like you're hiding something <laughs> Right. Like if it maybe at the beginning, you could be like, oh, I just want my privacy. But like, honestly, it's not worth the fight or the money if you're not hiding anything. Right. Like I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I would just get annoyed with it, honestly. And that's how your lawsuit would end. <laughs> yeah, just like, I'm like, tired of this. Like, I'm just sick of it. Like, just leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, so anyway. here's something. Top Republican national security officials say they will vote for Biden. I love that, actually. In a letter released hours before Joe Biden delivered his nomination acceptance speech, speech da, 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 over 70 senior officials called, pro- <laughs> called President Trump unfit to lead and outlined their support for his opponent. That seems pretty telling. That seems incredibly telling. Well, I know a lot of people who traditionally vote red who are not voting for Trump, you know, like, well, see, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, do you have you come across or heard about any kind of um, Democrats for Trump or yeah, like the, the opposite of this motion doesn't seem to exist. So I've heard of Republicans for Biden, Republicans mm-hmm. act against Trump or something, um, or it's something else. It's, it's a different um, organization where Republicans go against Trump. Um, so like, that's two. Um. <laughs> and then there's just like a whole lot of people who have been like big names who have been traditionally conservative and have spoken out against Trump. Yeah, this uh, is like a whole freaking thing. And they're like the the opposite just isn't happening. Yeah. Well I'm sure I'm sure there's like a few <laughs> there's gotta be a few, right? Because there's an exception right. to everything. I just haven't heard very much about that. Right. Um most Democrats that I actually speak to, which I mean that's just being a person um being a person <laughs> uh most dems that i talk to hate trump with like a passion <laughs> you know and yeah. i know he is a very strong word but I you mean, know it and applies say, yeah but like yeah and most people will be like i don't hate republicans i just really hate trump <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I, I kind of hate republicans that align themselves with trump Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, hard not. It's really hard not to. It's really they hard. It's so to. hard. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I'll, so I'll keep going. I'm. I'm trying to get through these quick. Um, yeah. Tennessee's Republican governor quietly signed a bill earlier this week, creating harsher punishments for protesters, including increased jail time and loss of voting rights. Oh, that's not. You know, that's not a authoritarian or anything yeah this doesn't (laughs) seem to be silencing a specific type of person or voter at all no not at all not at all nothing nothing to see here i'm pretty sure you cannot punish people for protesting like isn't that one of isn't that in the constitution um what's that thing called uh what's it called (laughs) 
one of the amendments. I'm being sarcastic. I'm being very sarcastic right now. <laughs> oh gosh, like amendment though, right? Like <laughs> so, so like they're they're trying to do it in a way that skirts around that specific language by calling um calling it camping and saying that camping on state property uh, is now a criminal offense um, where violators would face class E felony charges. So, I mean, as long as you don't like throw up tents, right? You should be fine. <laughs> I don't know. Like, How are they defining camping? That's, that's a great question. Um, it's wild. Uh, so the next one, which I didn't, I hadn't heard about at all until I was looking up stories for this, but uh, NASA says that a fridge-sized asteroid is headed towards Earth one day before the November election. Um, but we shouldn't worry, because uh, even if it were to enter the atmosphere, um, it would just disintegrate because it's pretty small. Um, but they think it's not going to hit the atmosphere anyways. But like, I mean, that would just be the, the, the icing on the cake where we make it through all of election season and then an asteroid hits Earth one day before the election. Sarah, Sarah, listen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to believe these elitist scientists. <laughs> <at NASA. laughs> Instead, I'm going to look to. <laughs> I can't finish it. I can't. <laughs> oh. oh, instead, I'm going to believe any conspiracy theory <laughs> that I hear about it. This asteroid, I think, is part of the Illuminati. Um, Whoa. <laughs> that makes so much sense. It's on the dollar. The Illuminati eye is on it the is. dollar. Is. And this asteroid is a part of it. <laughs> oh, that's why we're having a, um, a cash shortage, right? Oh, yeah, a it, coin shortage. Is that what we're having? I thought we were having a cash shortage, too. Maybe I made that up. Oh. I don't know. I only see signs that say we're going through a national coin shortage. And I'm just like, well, (laughs) (laughs) I can't do much about that. (laughs) Speaking of conspiracy theories, though, and I'll try not to like be too (laughs) aggravated about this, but along with the coin shortage, there's like a conspiracy theory by a lot of people that this is the way of the government um, getting rid of the cash in our system. Um, cash and coin and switching everything to a card-based system so that they can monetize or they can monitor all all of our transactions and charge us tax based off of (laughs) all of our transactions since it would then be in a system Um, and like this has gotten onto I've mostly silenced this is going to sound bad but like for mental health reasons I had to on my personal Facebook page I have basically silenced anybody who's just like spitting crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a very fair thing to yeah. do. And like this, this one is one that made it through because people are like, well, this means no more piggy banks. And I'm like, are you serious? You're believing this? You believe that's, that's that this is a thing concern. that's happening. And that's their concern? No more piggy banks? Like what? They're like, the government is trying to control us. And also, like, isn't it sad? No more piggy banks. I have, like, a few piggy banks. But you're not getting <laughs> my coinage, America. Sorry. 
So that brings us to the Jacob Blake shooting uh, on August 23rd. Um, so according to the report, report, oh my gosh, report, according to the report, within three minutes of officers arriving to the scene, um, he was shot seven times in the back. Um, and he is, uh, as a result, now paralyzed from the waist down. Um, at one point, he was handcuffed to his hospital bed because they did have a warrant for his arrest. Um, but uh, I just heard, um, I just heard this morning that he was put on a five hundred dollar bail, so he's no longer handcuffed. It, it just I, it he should have never been place he should never have been shot in the first place he should never have been shot in the first place um there was a knife in his car but they didn't know that also uh, who cares if there's also, a knife in his car for real how many people in my small town carry pocket knives with them oh, like god what? yeah like what <laughs> like <laughs> i have a pocket knife like are you gonna shoot me for i don't know <laughs> no they're just using that I mean, as no, justification but- for what they did like oh he had a weapon in the car he had a knife he had a knife we don't even know what kind we don't even the know general kind of public doesn't know what kind of knife it is but um it either way been like a freaking butter knife <laughs> it just, no, <laughs> but like yeah uh, i don't know that's so aggravating you're right they didn't even know he had a knife in the car and two like so many people carry knives around with them i don't understand how you can just say that and just be like like what even if he had a gun in the car yeah he has the right to do that he has the right to own it just not to use it yeah well also depending on like how your state uh restricts you know your state's gun control too but like well this is with still it's not what what's this in wisconsin i I don't know what their (laughs) gun control is like i know illinois is pretty strict (laughs) sorry Um, well you still have the right in illinois for concealed carry but you have to you have to jump through all the hoops to get it and then i think you have to renew it every so often as well Um, right but like you you can guns in illinois too you can legally own a gun. Like I'm just saying, even if he had a gun in the car, he could yeah. have rightfully and lawfully owned a gun in the car. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Sorry, I'm not trying to like diminish what you're saying. <laughs> um, um, but like, yeah. right. And even if you were breaking laws with having like a gun in the car, it's that's not in grounds to shoot someone it's, in the back. Like, and especially he wasn't holding it. He wasn't. He wasn't holding he wasn't it. He wasn't brandishing a weapon of any it. kind. Yeah, the whole thing is just point blank. Um, he wasn't supposed to survive. Let's just put that out there. Mm. So this is pretty big. The fact that he he has survived and can like this has sparked a new outrage. Um, there already was plenty of outrage, um, but this is you know inspired a, another wave, so to speak. Um, he was facing away from the officers and they shot him in the back seven times. No matter, I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't with this. Um, no matter how you look at it, it's really it's fucking horrible. It's yeah. Hor- yeah. Yeah. It's awful. So uh, because of this, we, we had a, a new wave of um, protests and I want to s- specify that that is different from uh, 
a new wave of riots and looting because protesters are not immediately rioters. Protesters are not immediately looters. These are two different classifications of activities and people. Yeah. So there were riots, there there was looting, there was um, property damage in Kenosha. Um, On August 25th, this 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse murdered two people. I'm not going to say that he allegedly murdered people because this was a premeditated activity. The Mm -hmm. the 17-year-old illegally owned a firearm because he's 17. Um, (laughs) So he illegally owned this firearm and illegally transported it to another state because he's from Illinois and went to it uh, or and took it to Wisconsin. Um, so that's that's two strikes there, Kyle. Um, his mom, I think, drove him there, uh, if I read that correctly. But that's, I mean, that's not illegal. That's just kind of weird um, that you would drive your 17-year-old with a firearm to <laughs> to dangerous, pro- apparent, apparently dangerous protests, you know? Yeah. Um, Apparently he did this in the spirit of protecting property, but it is not your property to protect. So that's not really legally your right to do. Also, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say a controversial statement here, Sarah. Um, I'm going to say that murder is a lot worse than destroying somebody's (laughs) property. (laughs) Yes. I know that's a little controversial right. in the world we live in right now, yeah. but uh, I'm going to say uh, you probably shouldn't kill people. Yeah, you um, probably shouldn't kill people. Um, right, I'm not trying to make light of the situation. It's just so aggravating. I don't know how to accurately. Uh, it, it's wild. Express. It's really I, mind boggling. Um, and yet this is the world that we live in now. Uh, so anyways, Uh, One of the people murdered by uh, the 17-year-old was uh, Anthony Huber, who was 26. Mm -hmm. Um, He was, like, there are videos of him following Kyle. Um, So kind of the, actually, kind of the chronicle of events here was that this kid had already killed someone. Um, he had already killed Joseph Rosenbaum, who was a 36-year-old. Um, so he'd already murdered one person. Anthony Huber then followed Kyle. He was all he had with him was a skateboard. There are videos of this. You can kind of see um the this guy holding his skateboard. Um, and he tried to wrestle the gun away from Kyle and mm-hmm. ended up getting shot and died. um so this guy was actually like he was he was trying to be a hero yeah um so that freaking sucks (laughs) yeah that's really that's really sad that's he's so young that's so young so yeah 17 year old i don't know something this is deeply deeply wrong um he he also injured um, I guess I won't say this guy's name because he's still with us, but um, mm-hmm. he also injured another 26-year-old by shooting him in the arm. So, and I think I think he might have lost his arm. If I oh, 
read if I read that right. So, of course, um, of course, it seems that Kyle has a good lawyer. So they are fighting these charges and saying that Kyle was acting in self-defense. Um, and that makes my stomach turn because just, just no, just absolute goddamn no. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to go through my statements on this and maybe we can move past it because this is really hard to look at for any, look at and think at for any length of time. So yeah, yeah. Point blank. If you're focused on, if you're focused only on the riots and the looting, you are missing the point. You are thinking about the symptom and not the problem. If you think not obeying an officer warrants being shot in the back seven times, you're an idiot. If you think a white 17-year-old illegally owning and transporting a firearm to another state, killing two people on the streets, and then walking by police officers who thanked him for being there, you're probably a sociopath, and I'm surprised you're intelligent enough to function. In the same breath, people are saying that Jacob Black deserved to be shot seven times in the back in front of his three kids and are then defending the actions of this white teenager who took the lives of two people. It's disgusting. If you don't understand how this is a prime example of why Black Lives Matter is a necessary movement, your racism is so deeply rooted that I'm not sure there's any hope for you to ever qualify as a decent human being. I agree yes, with I, all of that. Yeah. Yes, I wrote that out and yes, I read it but hot damn if I don't mean every freaking word of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Anyways, the NBA uh, wildcat strike in response to the Blake shooting um, was kind of, I don't know if you heard or uh, saw a lot about that, Kayla. I have not heard very much about it myself. Um, I've been kind of disconnected this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, it's so a lot of people were calling it a boycott it's not actually a boycott because um the players are not you know purchasers of a product um they're like the players are workers like that's Mm -hmm. how that transaction is um so because they were refusing to work i.e play Mm-hmm. Um, there was a work stoppage, um, and this goes against what they're allowed to do, I guess, within their union. Um, and so money was lost because of this, and that's what makes it a wildcat strike by definition, which is illegal. Why is, how is a strike illegal? I don't understand. I thought um, strikes were illegal. I think it has to do with the specific conditions um, and agreements within the union, so... Uh, I can't say that for sure because that's a little bit beyond me, but um, if it's outlined in your contract that you must do X, Y, and Z, it is then illegal for you to not do X, Y, and Z. Mm, I see. Ugh. So uh, the power of people. <laughs> I feel um, like contracts just shouldn't be really a thing when it comes to some jobs. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so professional athletes in several leagues, leagues, <laughs> I can't talk, <laughs> several leagues protested, um, racial injustice by refusing to play, but, um, things have picked up, like picked right back up. Um, the playoffs yeah. are going to happen as kind of as planned, just a, maybe a couple of days later. Um, and yeah, uh, that's kind of the deal with that one. Um, 
And then, uh, unfortunately, the last item on my list is that, um, or the last item on the chronic chronicled list is that Chad Chadwick Boseman died at age forty three. So young, man. I know. Yeah, that's a that's a big, big hit. Yeah, that is a huge hit. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. He was so iconic. Yeah. Yeah, and mm. he like uh, just the the Black Panther role and. That. Yeah, it's a very iconic role, especially right now, isn't it? Like, it's really important, I'd say. But yeah, that, uh, that uh, that's uh, not not the greatest not the greatest news, obviously. So R.I.P. to him. Yeah. Um, also, kind of prevalent um, in the news right now is that the attorney for Derek Chauvin, the uh, primary killer of George Floyd, uh, and I won't call him anything else but a killer and a murderer is, uh, well, he is fighting charges by claiming that George Floyd died from drug use, uh, not from a grown-ass man kneeling on his neck for nine minutes. So that's fun. Um, And that's not surprising uh, to anybody who follows follows things like this. This isn't surprising to the Black community. Like, um, this is par for the course, is that... (laughs) a black man dies and they automatic automatically blame it on anything in his system that might've contributed to his death. Um, while ignoring the fact that a grown ass man was kneeling on his neck for nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's unacceptable. 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 It's disgusting. Isn't it? Yes. To even say that. So, (laughs) Uh, Trump has called for himself and Democratic challenger Joe Biden to submit to um, drug tests before their first debate next month. Uh, Mr. Trump told the Washington Examiner he had noticed a sudden improvement in Mr. Biden's performance in the Democratic TV debates. The president offered no evidence his rival might be on drugs other than to say, I'm pretty good at this stuff. So stupid. What? <laughs> hey, I noticed you were doing better. You must be on drugs. You must be on drugs. <laughs> what kind of drugs? What are you talking about? So, because I feel like most drugs, illegal drugs anyway, aren't going to make you better. <laughs> <laughs> are these like performing, performance enhancing drugs? Like, is this like athletes? Like, what like, are you talking I don't about? Understand. Like, does he mean Adderall or something? Like, I I'm so guess confused. I, like, is would it be? I mean, what? I don't understand. Is that against the rules for the president to be on Adderall? <laughs> I, I, you can get a prescription to Adderall, right? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. What is he talking about? Also, I feel like that violates HIPAA rules anyway. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, even disclosing, like, a drug test, I feel like would violate some kind of HIPAA law. Yeah, that would be interesting to, to find out. Um. Also, some, I don't know, other people's, like, I think talking about, like, prescription drugs or, like, illegal drugs. I have no narcotic. idea. I don't know. Like, what? Either way, it would be against some kind of law to even disclose the results of any drug test to other people. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, I would right? think. I, I would think, but I don't know the ins and outs of HIPAA. Mm. So, 
I just want to touch on this next one because this is like a big thing that Republicans try to turn around on Democrats. Um, whenever you bring up the kids in cages argument um, in regards to the Trump administration. So yikes. Um, so this became a talking point after Michelle Obama's speech for the DNC. Um, the clarification is that Trump used facilities that were built during the Obama-Biden administration to house children at the border. Um, they are chain link enclosures inside border facilities where migrants were temporarily housed, separated by sex and age. Um, the difference, the big difference here is that the Obama administration separated migrant children from families under certain limited circumstances, like when the child's safety appeared at risk or when the parent had a serious criminal history. Um, but family separations as a matter of routine came about because of Trump's zero tolerance enforcement policy, which he eventually suspended because of the uproar around it. Yeah, um, Obama did not have that same type of policy. So even though the facilities were the same, um, the use of them was very, very different. Uh, and I feel like this is pertinent for us to talk about specifically because that's the first protest I ever went to. And that was with you and your mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About yeah. the ending, the ending this stupid policy that Trump put in place. Yeah. Right. Um so that's a pretty big deal, but a lot of Republicans like to turn that around and say, well, there were kids in cages whenever Obama was um, in office. And it's like, well, yeah, but it was a lot different. Like, it's, yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't all of them. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and like, yeah. they didn't lose the records to whose kid belonged to who. Well, yes. Which is horrendous. Like I can't even imagine. <sighs> I think I told you something like when this when that first happened uh, I was like dude I'm in my mid-20s and I would be hella upset if I was forcibly like removed from my family like I can't imagine oh. like a child going through that you right. know yeah like that is going to cause them lifelong trauma yeah. forever like that's mm -hmm. permanent that you just cause permanent damage so yeah, um, I thought yeah, I thought it was it was a pertinent topic to kind of elaborate on that distinction. Um, I think yeah, I, I think it's just too big of a scapegoat that people try to be like, well, in the Obama administration, it's like yeah, you're not using your brain. Look at the other yeah. details that go into that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, because Trump's policy was set into place, and the thing is it's an abhorrent policy in the first place, but also they didn't even think it through. Right. right? So they had a huge backlog of like cases and not enough people to even deal with it before they just sent it through. Right. right? Yeah. Um, which is like, Oh my God, if you're going to be a horrible person, like, well, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but like at least think your ideas through but then again <laughs> that was the point they just wanted it's more like a scare tactic right I guess I I just I, I, I don't know, know. Um, it's this, the, it's what it is yeah th this topic kind of goes straight into the Miles Taylor interview um mm -hmm. which I would love to talk more about but I don't know that I have any more to say about it than 
than it can give itself. Um, yeah. So like, if you're listening to this, please check that out. Um, yeah. My, the, the Miles Taylor interview, it's, uh, it's with, with Vice. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Um, you can find an article um, explaining uh, the series of allegations that Miles Taylor kind of brings against Trump. Miles Taylor is a Republican, a lifelong Republican, by the way. So this is pretty significant that he's speaking out um, against Trump. And this has a lot to do with how he handled the, the immigration policies along with other things. So okay. you can, yeah, you can find an explainer article uh, on the Washington Post that I found helpful, but you could also watch that okay. interview on YouTube. Yeah, and with and that. <laughs> about it, so. What'd you say? I said, and they probably can explain it and know a lot more about it than we do, but it is something that. It's is, notable. Yeah, yeah. With that, um, let's just, let's go into, well, uh, I'm going to give one more recommendation for things for people to check out. Um, The Atlantic has compiled an article uh, about all of the president's lies about the coronavirus. Um, So it chronicles when he said, (laughs) when he said it, what he said, and what the truth actually is. So go ahead and check that out. Um, It's, yeah. It's, I don't, it's, I don't even think it's all encompassing, but it's, uh, (laughs) it's too many. It's too many. many. It's too many to keep track of. So I'm glad somebody is keeping track of it. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Uh, Oh man. (laughs) Let's go. Let's just go into the, uh, to the conventions. Okay, we might have to after like an hour and a half. How long have we yeah. been doing this? <laughs> a while. Do you think we'll have to split it up into two? Do you um, think that might be better? I mean, may- honestly, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is fine. This might be a two-parter. Um, if it <laughs> if it maybe. arrives in two parts, you know what happened. <laughs> and if it doesn't, You'll it's just a really long do. episode. <laughs> just like a five-hour episode (laughs) oh gosh oh dear